All right. How is everyone doing? Welcome to Thinkering. I am Jose. I'm Nick. I'm Keelan. And I think it's safe to say that we are all uh, social distancing each other, considering we're all in different regions of the state. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely uh, practicing social distancing. Look, look, six feet each side, nobody around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm confined to this small space over here, so. <laughs> How's everyone? Uh, how's everyone doing? I hope you're enjoying, uh, for what it's worth, uh, being at home. I know that uh, times have definitely changed. I know many of us probably anticipated the year to go a lot different. Uh, but having said that, uh, a couple of curveballs have been presented to uh, humankind. So. What what do we do? What have we been doing? What do uh, we need to do more of? Um, not sure how how to have an answer for all those questions because as the situation progresses all over the world, um, I, clearly the one thing that uh, I know has been um, uh, the big enforcement is social distancing. So. How long do you guys project uh, this this pandemic to keep us from being closer together? Because it's affecting a lot of things. Obviously, mm-hmm. one of the most immediate things that it's doing is keeping people home. And a uh, side effect to that for many of us is employment situations. It'd be nice to stay home. It'd be nice to be able to go to a home, but clearly there's some obstacles that many people out there are going to be dealing with. And of course we are recording this on uh, March 29th this past week. We have gotten a, a, in the United States, we got a, 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 a bill passed that essentially will be a buffer for many of us will be a uh, godsend for a lot of us and uh, many companies, small businesses, big corporations, the 1%, um, the two percent, the half percent, like everyone is going to get. Everyone's going to get a little bit of this, this stimulus package, which should protect a couple of us. Um, but again, how do we proceed long term? Well, because think, yeah, yeah, it's going to be it, it, it. It's a challenge right now. It's going to be a challenge later on. Uh, there's a many. There's a lot of things we're going to talk about today, um, which include uh, clearly um, the 18 month um, cycle that right. majority of of, of 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 illnesses and viruses uh, uh, have a tendency of having. Say that because there's still a lot of unknown with this uh, this coronavirus um, COVID 19 specific strain because. We don't know how we we've gotten some details as to how long it lasts, but we still don't know how far uh, we have to prepare because if it's if it's related to the flu, it's eighteen months. I don't see us being uh, at home for eighteen months. <clears throat> so. I don't- yeah, no, I don't either. Um, 
Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of that same. It's flu-like, uh, it's pneumatic, similar to pneumonia and uh, other things we've dealt with. It affects the respiratory system. If you ask me, you could say 18 months, but the long-term effects um, of anything that's affecting your respiratory system, it's pretty much going to be lifetime. Um, some people get bronchitis and then they'll say, oh, you no longer have bronchitis. It's not that they don't have bronchitis anymore. It's that they're, they've gotten strong enough to where it's not bringing them down. It's not hurting them anymore, but it could always resurge. It could always come back. I, I have, from my, what I've seen, um, you get something respiratory, it, it's going to affect you in some way. Your lung capacity is going to decrease. Something's going to change. So I would say it's going to be uh, a lot longer than 18 months. As a society, however, I, I could see them keeping us uh, on social distancing for, let's let's call it uh, uh, about eight weeks. So two, two more months beyond what we currently are. I say we're about a month and a half in or so. So general math, when is June? Yeah, about two more months. Yeah, and I think that would be the most optimistic part and I think what, well, we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So I'm trying to, to follow all your guys' threads because I think I picked on like 10 different uh, topics to, 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 to touch on. But I think what I am worried most about right now is that there seems to be a, there seems to be a narrative circulating. And I don't know whether this narrative is organically derived or manufactured that we are just going to have to live with this indefinitely and Whoa. that this is the new norm. Um, I'm seeing the, the word, the phrase new norm a lot. And um, I think when you're looking through the internet and you're, especially on social media, you should be conscious of how narratives get created um, and they're always created through consensus. And so I fear that we are seeing a call from certain certain in, interest groups, let's say, because the the eighteen month thing was really came from a Harvard study. If I don't, if I recall, I think Harvard was one of the first um, schools to say that this needs to take eighteen months, and we might be in lockdown for two months, and then one month off, and then two months, and then one month off. Um, oh. I, I think we need to be very careful about gatekeepers holding information for their own purposes and perhaps spinning a narrative that's not 100% necessary. Because I think there might be underlying issue here that this crisis that is happening, the, the, mo the motto is always never let a crisis go to waste. And so I think that the implications of this pandemic right now are far beyond the sickness itself. We really need to be looking at what our, our governing bodies are projecting to us. And from what I can see right now is that it seems as though they want us to be comfortable with the idea that we might be on lockdown on and off for 18 months. And I think we need to be very wary of that because I don't necessarily think that just because a paper comes from Harvard, that it is, um, it needs to be the be all end all authority, especially about something this giant, um, which 
a whole bunch of other di different issues. I don't know if you guys were paying attention in February, the professor in Harvard that was um, arrested. Did you guys hear about that? No. So there no. was a there was a professor in Harvard. He was the head of the biochemistry division. Um, his last name is Lieber. Um, you can look it up. It's Dr. open. Lieber. You know, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't a you know any conspiracy or anything. This was reported wide, far and wide. Um, this individual was arrested because he was found out to be taking money from China, and it was found out that two of his lab assistants were um, in the Chinese military. Mm -hmm. um, at least one of them was a Chinese lieutenant, and that Chinese lieutenant was, uh, I believe, um, detained at the airport for having twelve vials of biological material in a sock yes. and that happened in february and coincidentally this whole narrative that this pandemic needs to last longer than i think it should is also coming from the same school that was proven to be taking money from the chinese intelligence not yeah. even to just do research though but this, these people this guy was getting paid 50 grand a month from china what is 50 grand a month by you bro it buys you whatever consensus you want, right? It could buy a whole lot, and not just it can buy a whole lot of. Yeah. It can it can buy a whole lot of academic consensus, is what I'm saying. Now, I'm yeah, not, not trying to claim that this is not a real event or that this isn't dangerous, and we should be taking precautions because it's a novel virus. It yes. is dangerous, but I think we also need to be conscious of the 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 opening for overreach right and you know I, I like the way you phrase that the opening for overreach um the way i was explaining this to uh, someone yesterday uh i know a young 22 year old guy really good guy good hearted wants to go to the marines and all him and his friends were going out i'm like hey what are you guys doing out oh we're going to go play ball not a good idea right now. Like anyone right. who knows me, know I, I love basketball. There's nothing that can get me to not pick up that ball other than my general health. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what this is to me. So it's like, no, you shouldn't like go get your one on ones. Go by yourself. Go play. And, and see, so what I, think, I had to yeah, I'm sorry. Go for it. No, go go for it. And so, so what, what I had to explain to him was, I was like, think of this in the sense of. Don't think like, you know, everybody wants to put a conspiracy to make it make sense to them. Like, oh, people my age aren't catching it. Oh, think about it like you're in your garden. You're tending to your plants. You have a glass of water. You knock over the glass of water. It wasn't the intended thing to do, but you can now utilize this in some way. The more that the soil rejects the water, the more work you're going to have to do to get the soil now to retain and keep this water. That is why they're having to close parks and parking mm -hmm. lots and beaches mm -hmm. and don't go here and don't go there because yeah. you idiots aren't listening. Right. You are the soil that needs to be turned over and over just right. to take the water in. Exactly. So, and I think you're absolutely right about that. And I think that that's why we're seeing this sort of consensus emerge online of people crying out for mm -hmm. more lockdowns. Because right. we're seeing kids go to spring break and, you know, and doing body shots off each other. And then Mardi Gras happens and, you know, mm -hmm. like people are congregating and acting like it's nothing. Well, yeah. first of all, they are right to do that in a certain extent because it is our yeah. right as Americans to assemble as we please. But it is our arrogance as Americans. It sure is. But it's also our right. It's in the First Amendment. No, we no, have no, the right yes. to assemble. As an American, we have it as um, a right. But I think 
not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but to add to that, I do believe that there is a level of arrogance to taking those same amendments and Certainly. utilizing them for our personal gain. Oops. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think that there has to be a certain level of concession we all make in order to keep ourselves safe and our community safe. Hence why we're all sitting in our own respective rooms and we're not hanging out with each other, you know, like, so I know that there's, there is a personal responsibility we all need to take, but I think that if, if we're, if we're expecting teenagers and young adults to, to acquiesce to something that's never been really done in the history of this country. Um, we should not be surprised when they disobey all the orders. And I everything think we would have done exactly everything we would have done, everything we would have done. And I well, think that to be know, honest, it's everything that uh, we were told not to do. Remember we were, we were not, ne- we were never allowed to stay inside and play video games. We needed to go out. Yeah, true. right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah. We weren't, we weren't conditioned to do that, but no, I think that, you know, like this is that is very dangerous because irresponsible people are are pushing the desire for more and more control. And we're very close and we're on that knife's edge right now between voluntary and mandatory. And right. I think we need to all be very careful about how we mind our business and how we, you know, how we get through this because it so very easily can be, become mandatory. And if oh, we've yeah. all been watching the news, we know that there have been, you know, military units being pushed everywhere. everywhere. And everywhere. Um, the last thing I want to see is tanks on my street. I don't want to see that, you know, right. because I think that at that point, we've already lost everything. Oh, and, yeah. um, you know, so I think that we what we have to do right now is strike a very hard balance between understanding that this is a circumstance that we don't agree with in our principles um, as Americans, but also understanding that we need only allow this for a temporary time so that it doesn't become a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to really kind of find that balance between, okay, I accept the fact that I need to be in this, you know, this lockdown or quarantine or whatever you want to call it. But we also need to kind of agree as a collective, when is the time for, us to say okay we're done yeah and so i don't know when that time is but i definitely don't think it's in 18 it's not in and it's not in 18 months if you think that there's going to be anything left in 18 months you are sorely mistaken there's not going to be anything left in 18 months there won't be (laughs) and right and and i'm sure through this discussion i'll uh be visiting discussions and, and analogies that i've used with other folks and that takes me to something else that I said, which was you have so much time that you can utilize. Like you put space and time in, in a concept, right? They say it's man-made. They say it's a construct that we control. But when you really think about it, you use that construct. There's an X amount of time that you can take to recondition someone. There's an X amount of time you can take to recondition a system. There's X amount of time you can take just to t- simply teach something alone. In this situation, you have to do all three. You have mm-hmm. to teach, recondition, restructure, recondition, teach again. So you, you're really doing five because you have to go through the steps of it all. When you look at that, how much time does that take? And here we are. And you know, you you from that point, you allow the next person to put what they know and their information into that body of information. But I think that is a generally beneficial way for us to look at this and say 
how are we affecting the timeline? And as you said a moment ago, how do we know when this timeline needs to end? Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I honestly don't think this ever needs to get to a point where there's a military on, on the main streets keeping you boxed in. I don't think that needs to get to this point. But if we're being totally honest, as a society, as a country, we don't respect our parents as no. a society. So how are we going to respect mm. the person who two months ago we were yelling at the police, basically? Right. Uh, on mainstream media, I'm not saying like, oh, in one particular neighborhood. No, no, no. As a country, right. we were saying we were. these are not the people we need to be uh, 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 adhering to, listening mm-hmm. to, dealing with. And now we look at those same people and we're saying, hey, don't come over here beating your bats on me. I'm, I'm on the same page as you. And it's like, no, we're not. So we're already a country divided and now we're going through more division that really takes a large amount of communication to find some type of uh, level playing field. And it's not a game anymore. It, I would say it was a game <laughs> two, three months ago. It was, it was simply well, a game. I think I, I, I was a little uh, satiric about the situation. Um, oh, before, I, I, you know, it, you can call it, you know, it's how you get by, it's how you get through a situation, but the, the situation is real now, right? Like yeah. it's it, the skepticism of of what it can create, like of what it could cause in relation to the amount of deaths. Like that's not a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it doesn't even matter if the virus is real. What we're experiencing right now is real. So even if a virus didn't exist, which I'm not saying is the case, the bottom line is we are still in the same situation that we were if it was real. So people need to get a grip, you know? Um, I would have thought 9-11 would have caused this type of hysteria uh, uh, long before this. This and one's so much better, though, man. Think about it. Like Trump not been saying it. Trump's been bad. saying it for for the this entire time. It's the invisible enemy, right? How right. do you fight? How do you fight against an invisible enemy? It's the same thing as right. the war on terror. It's the same thing as the war on drugs. It's the same thing as the war on poverty. It's a war against something that'll never ever be beaten, ever. Mm-hmm. So wow. yeah, you know. I think, you know, but it's true, you know, we all kind of, we all kind of were poo-pooing the situation to begin with. And it's, it's not to say that I don't take this seriously because I certainly do. And I think that, you know, pandemics are very scary. Like we're, we're living in one right now and it's, it's very frightening, but I would, I would, I would say we should remember 9-11 and remember that when we were at our lowest in a, as a country, there were <laughs> there were individuals and 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 organizations that took advantage of that, yeah. and I think we're seeing that in the bill that was passed. Um, you know, I know that people are hurting and people are desperate, and so when they stuff you know eight hundred extra pages into that bill that have nothing to do with coronavirus, nobody says nothing. anything about it. Right. Nobody says anything about it because everybody needs. We're all suffering. You know, we all need money right now. And so we say, please just do something. You know, like I was one of those people, too, because I'm thinking, you know, if if people can't pay their rent, what's going to happen? You know, they need that little bit of money. But the thing is, is that these these interests decide, oh, the people are begging right now. And who came out with a fourteen hundred page paper in two days? 
Do you think that that person wrote that 1400 page paper? Or do you think that that was sitting in a drawer somewhere waiting for an opportunity like this to be passed? That's exactly what happened. Right. Uh, All I will say to that is that uh, I agree that it's very, very odd for that, 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 amount of uh, paperwork to be drafted so quickly however let's put a hypothetical out there let's say that's actually just came off the cuff and from scratch i will give kudos to whoever managed to whip that up in that amount of time because it's not easy typing up a paper that's uh, and it could be even for like a 10 or 20 page paper you know george R. martin's books are less than 1400 pages and he takes 10 years to write them so well, you can't tell me that some law, some law uh, intern can whip up a paper of fourteen hundred pages in a matter of two days. It's just not, it's not possible. Well, My point is, right. is that these bills, these 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 things were stuffed into this bill. They were already existing. They were ready well, and, for passing. And that takes me to well, takes me. But uh, I actually want to say, Jose, we should still come in whomever. To me, the legal process, the political process, it, it works a certain way. Um, I am under the belief it takes 18 to 24 months for most bills to pass, not just for them to uh, come into circulation, get on the bill to get passed, but also for the legal rhetoric to be broken down to where it needs to be. Get the X amount of paperwork and, and phrasings they need in there to get it passed and to get everyone involved. Um, I think that's something else that needs to be looked at. And so that's why I say, no, that person probably still deserves a little bit of a pat on the back because you came up with you saw the opportunity to say, okay, you have this information, you have this information, you have, give it all to me. We can put it all in right now. Yeah, but that's, 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 right that's unethical and illegal. As though I, don't, <laughs> I don't really want to pat that person on the back for slipping in law that got to be voted on by the American people. That's, okay, yeah. I, I can't argue You know, that. like, I, no, I, I, I don't. I'll, I'll yeah. change my phrasing on that. But I'm saying from, from the effort stance of okay, you've been sitting watching, like to me, this is someone who's been sitting, watching the way things are moving, watching the way the world works. And mm. they're in that position to then say, these are the things that benefit us. I would um, likely say that I would rather say that this was a, this was a series of bills that were a wish list for the rich and powerful. And they've been sitting on them for quite some time, waiting for the moment to pass these. And when this came in, they said, oh, we're going to have to push through this big stimulus bill. Let's just stuff these little bills in there. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's my opinion of what happened. I don't think it was some, you know, like, you know, heroic group of people that created this bill in, in two days. I think it was already there. And how do you read a bill in two days, too? I mean, you know, I have especially a 1400 page one. You know, like if oh, you're yeah. spending eight hours a day doing that, it's still going to take you longer than two days. Oh, you know, yeah, no, there, there's countless uh, uh, countless interviews and proof where politicians and congressmen, and you know, they'll tell you, honestly, they don't read that stuff. No, someone reads it, summarizes it for them, and then yeah. they decide they like the summary. Essentially. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. I think, you know, like we had. <sighs> I think we just we there's two parts of this whole thing. There's the part that I believe that we're we're we just witnessed another 2008 situation where um, the people got fucked again and mm-hmm. all the big businesses and and stuff are going to get better. You know, get they're going to get bailed out, which, you know, to a certain extent, I don't blame those businesses if you're going out of business in in this situation because it wasn't a 
uh, a banking scheme that caused the collapse. It was a random virus. But I would also say that I think that, you know, there's so much language and I have read the talking points of the bill um, because obviously I'm not going to read into 1400 pages, but I've read the points of where this money is getting allocated. And, you know, like it's staggering to see $2 trillion broken down. Uh, and to all the different places it's going, including 25 million to Congress for their um, for pay increases, uh, and including I think 10 million for cleaning supplies for Congress. Um, you know, so these things are just baked into the bill, and we don't get to vote on them, which you know is 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 what it is. But I think that we need to be careful because we're allowing. We're allowing our fear of this situation to cloud our future judgment. Yeah. Uh, But and again, that's to my point or to the point of I simply believe that's just how bills and things work. And also getting back to the example of the spilling the water when you're at your planner, even though that's not what you intended to do. They spilled the water, the water soaking into the plants. Okay, let's let's utilize it while it's here. Yeah, the ball um, is already rolling. Yeah. It's already rolling, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not validating or, or making excuses for any of these entities or people. I'm simply trying to structure the, the mindset of how do we understand what happened to where to get us to where we are? Mm. Like, okay, you saw this, you did this. And I think the, the biggest step for us as a society is understanding well first off taking the time taking the time to clear ourselves clear our minds you using this time at home um to be secluded you know uh, the average american probably spends five minutes to themselves and eight times out of ten that's in the restroom um and those are people without children i want to make that clear the people with children i've heard plenty of stories about people who don't get to use the restroom with the door closed because they have kids and they don't have an option um, I, I suppose if people use that time, clear their mind, get some time, maybe read a book that you've been wanting to really read. It might stimulate uh, uh, that motivation, that creative factor in you. Those are the things that can get us to say when we all are able to convene in our in our local community spots once again. This is what I don't like. But now I have the clear mindset to say this is how we should solve it. This is what I don't like. But now I have the time to say this is what we need to do to solve it. Or I have the time to volunteer myself. And then when uh, uh, the next novel virus comes around and we already have a history template to say this is how we're going to handle it. Not how the government's going to handle it. How we as a society have decided this is what should and shouldn't be done. How it should and shouldn't be done. Then we don't leave ourselves open and susceptible. Not as open and as susceptible because we don't write the bills. They still do that part. Um but to, like you were saying, Nick, we don't get to vote on those things to saying, hey, wait, wait, wait. We don't like this. We don't stand for this. Let's talk to our uh, congressman. Let's go to the alter- aldermen. These are the people who have to go into these arenas and speak for us. But now yeah. we have the uh, 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 ability to give them the appropriate ammunition to go fight for us. That could be a, a great point to come of this. And people learning to be self-sufficient. It's just a shame that we can't congregate and actually talk about it, right? So, but we can because we we have technology nowadays. Yeah, but uh, there's there's a difference between talking in a chat forum and going out on the streets and being unified. 
So I, agree with that. I yes. think that that's another unintended consequence of what's going on right now is that if there is something that is overarching and overreaching, we don't have the we don't have the right to to protest it right now. Correct. We yeah. don't have the right. We don't have the right to congregate. So, you know, this is this is the stuff that I'm talking about is is that we need to be aware of these things, because if we are complacent and if we just say, all right, well, it's not so bad, then the the overreaches that have happened will never get undone because they don't ever get undone. If they are done, right. they don't get undone, yeah. you know, and so it's, it's usually going to get worse, not better. Right. I mean, what was the last time the government gave back a right? You know, I mean, yep. and and so, and it sounds really shitty, and I don't mean to be this like sort of like the heightened paranoia or whatever, but this isn't, and this is something that's never happened to us in our history of our country, um, mm-hmm. at least at this level. There are something like I read two point five billion people in lockdown right now. Two point five billion people are in lockdown around the world right now. This has never happened before. And so we all need to be very, very careful about what they're trying to do while this is happening. Sorry. Will started <laughs> I don't think I should uh, do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty nuts. That's, that's, that's 2.5 billion? Yeah. You have China, that's you have little, parts of China, parts of India, of most of most of Europe, most of Saudi Arabia or the Middle East, most of yeah. um, uh, the North America is all locked down. I mean, the numbers are there. It's basically yeah, like, that, it's basically about, everybody but Africa. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a third of the population in Africa is two thirds of the population of right. the world. Which which is crazy. But then when you realize how huge Africa is a giant, giant continent. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, like the, the, I agree that we need to be careful and I agree that we mm. should we should look inwards and and try to make the best of the situation as far as what's going on right now, because let's hope it's all just temporary. Let's hope this is all just going to blow over eventually and then we can go back to our lives and all just laugh about how crazy that, you know, couple months was right. Um, right. like an ex-girlfriend. That, but yeah, but yeah, that's but that's the best case scenario, I think, in this situation. So I think we re- we need to be vigilant about what else they try to do when they're playing with our emotions like this, right? You know. So yeah, I mean, you look, totally look for what it's worth. Back in September, there was an event called Event Two Hundred One, that yeah. was a simulation of the coronavirus. And it's on YouTube. You can watch it. They have the audacity to post it. There's a TED talk about there's they put they videotaped the whole thing. You can watch it. Well, actually, uh, (laughs) uh, so you know the original TED talks in relation to the coronavirus and or our country going down Mm. uh, uh, from some type of a virus or something Mm. viral. Yeah, was Bill Gates in 2015? Yeah, on TED talks. That was the that was his TED talk. Yeah. Right. I've seen that TED talk two or three times and it didn't mm. even click until I saw it again going through this. And I was like, wait, I've seen his TED talks and yeah. this is literally everything he said. And guess who was at event 201? Who yeah, was, no, he, that's his, who funded com- his company was yeah, exactly yeah, his company funded. funded it along with the CIA, along with you know the ba- the big banks, along and, with a whole bunch of PR firms. Huh? And, and Harvard University. University. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Because so, that's where they held the study at Harvard. Right. Right. 
And you can watch this all online, folks. This isn't me mm-hmm. trying to bullshit. Go watch it. Vent 201. It's on YouTube. They posted it themselves. This isn't some other right. person creating a video to make a conspiracy. This is all right there for you to look at. Now, I'm not I, saying that this that implicates them in anything, but it is interesting how how you can see what their their yeah. mindset is going through this whole situation. So and then you have to realize that those people that create that ran that simulation are likely positioning themselves to benefit from it. And who has the patent for the vaccines right now? Bill Gates. Yep. In this country, at least. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to even go further, and this sounds really conspiratorial too, but it's not because it's public information that he has posted before. ID 2020 is his idea to put some sort of nano chip into vaccines so that you can track the population of vaccine people. That's a, yeah. that's something he's trying to work on. You it, know? It, okay. It's funny. It, it's really interesting that this is all information that not only have I heard that I've seen videos and research on all of these things so much so that there is a few YouTube videos I don't like, I'm, I'm not going to uh, put anybody's page or anything like, oh, look at this particular person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are a couple of YouTube videos out there that touch on that as well. Um, some from even, some were TED Talks. Yeah. Some were yeah. just basic videos mm-hmm. and some were before, during a lot yeah. of these other situations. There's even TV shows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been in the, it's been in the, it's, it's been in the ether for quite some time. And that's why I'm saying is that we need to be careful about who tries to make what moves when things like this are happening, because, you know, there's very easily, you know, could be one of those situations where we don't open up the economy unless you got a proof that you've been vaccinated for the coronavirus. Essentially, if you you don't have the vaccine, sorry, you can't go to work. We're going to have to just keep you on lockdown. So sounds like what's kind of happening to some people right now. Right. There's no test, but you're coughing, so you might have it. So you gotta right. go home. Right. And so I'm not saying know. they shouldn't have to go home. I'm just saying if if I have a cough, I'm gonna stay home for a few days and not tell anybody. Right. But and look, <laughs> I'm not saying that there's some sort of grand conspiracy or trying to fear monger or anything like that, but I am saying that these are these types of things are being thought about yeah. by the most powerful people in the world. Well, and do you think they, it's a type of manifestation? I don't necessarily know if it's a type of manifestation or it's a playbook for when things could happen. You know what I mean? Well, really quick, I can jump into that a little bit because you're, Keelan, you brought up a good point there. Um, If it's the the manifestation, you know, what, last week, uh top selling one of the top selling books that people could try to order that they're not going to receive for another three weeks because amazon's considering that non-essential so <laughs> i don't know why they bothered but yeah you um, wish right now not amazon <laughs> well no it's a book by this one uh i don't know the name because i'm not going to give like am i going to waste my breath on that but essentially the book talks about the predictions and predicted this oh yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. would happen in 2020 yeah. um it, it would be a uh a, a virus, a, a virus, a, uh, from Wuhan. a pneumonia. Yeah, from well, Wuhan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is that yeah. is that what, what the prediction it was? Named, it named I mean, Wuhan specifically. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. So there's even a show that also named Wuhan specifically. And then it would, it would be around, 
um, for a couple months because there's no cure. Like there, right. there's no way to fight it. Yeah, and then disappear. Would be gone for ten years. Yeah, disappear. Yeah. Be gone for ten years, and in ten years, it would come back, mm-hmm. do the same thing, and then yeah. disappear forever. Right. So, you know, with with manifesting something like clearly, you know, a are lot we of, seeing glitches in the matrix? Well, maybe, but no, okay. but people that like take this this scripture I, don't, right. I wouldn't even call it scripture but like yeah you know they're taking this documentation and they are you know are people deliberately doing stuff uh, on a tangent i'm not saying this is what the situation is but like let's say uh there's other other tendency uh other intentions from from other other bodies you know out there in the world that mm. that legitimately want to do harm i mean there's already conversations about like uh you know how uh the uh, bioterrorism uh, classification will be made yeah. as a as a federal offense yeah. with the situation if it comes to light that like mm-hmm. you know c- certain groups would deliberately plant themselves yeah knowing they have the virus yeah in mass bodies right I, I mm. I'm not 100% whether I'm on board to to uh, yeah I mean that. that can be pretty crazy yeah right. <laughs> But, but like, but pe- like, it may not be that think, crazy. <laughs> no, it's not that crazy. But like, the problem is, is like, there are evil. Yes, there are evil. Yes, individuals out there, yes. like yes. legitimately Absolutely. evil individuals. Absolutely. So and I would also ask because I think you were talking about this idea of like how well Keelan was speaking before about like how society is already kind of destabilized and all of this. Do we need to look back at the last five years and see, look at these uh, situations differently, knowing what we know now? Because if, like Jose was talking about, if there were some sort of organization or group of people or what have you that was trying to do something purposely in order to spread this, mm-hmm. would there be a possibility that all the division that we have been really facing in the past yeah. five years was not also manufactured? Well, I mean, you got to remember too to that extent. history. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. But yeah, to remember, like history likes to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that, in correlation to this this manifestation that someone or something wanted to do, is that if if it's written, if it's if it is in in a, in a medium that is telling them mm-hmm. like this needs to happen or this is yeah. supposed to happen, yeah. It, it, you know, if we go back to like looking at events that happened, and then mm-hmm. if we see that they based it off of something that they were reading that was like we didn't pay attention to, I think going forward, everybody needs to start paying attention more. Deeper, we haven't, yeah. Deeper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's take an honest look at self. Yeah, because I think we are starting to see. I mean, maybe we don't call them glitches in the matrix, but if this is, you know, like if I'm if I'm beginning to believe more and more that this is a simulation we're living in, then maybe you're starting to see the errors in the code when you see books like that that say this is what's going to happen in 2020 when the Mm -hmm. Wuhan virus happens and it's going to happen for this long. And, you know, like, are we maybe seeing glitches in, in the coding of the simulation that we're living in? And that's what leads us to have things like prophecy. I mean, you know, things, people like Nostradamus who, you know, predicted a shit ton of stuff very vaguely, Um, or, you know, even native shamans or, you know, like there are people who predict things that do come to fruition. 
And oh. for whatever reason or another, it seems as though to me that this is some sort of Easter egg for people who want to look to find, to see perhaps what the future moves are. Right. Uh, I've heard the, that con- concept in both ways that it could be uh, like an untold guy, like you're saying, you know, somewhere, some along, somehow along the way, information was placed in to the universe and just dropped in places for people. Mm. Um, and then I've also heard it. What if these are people who simply learned enough about history to tell you how it was going to replay itself? Mm. Which I, I think or both ends of that created the play yeah. themselves. Yeah, I th- right. I'm, I'm like, I think vaguely that's all the same concept of either you understand what's already happened to know what is coming, mm. or you are 100% just able to predict the future. But by looking at the past, you can still kind of predict the future to some extent. But, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll use relationships as we're all happy in ours. Um, I can look back myself and say, and I'm sure you guys can look at previous unhappy, unsuccessful situations and say, okay, I learned what not to do there. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm going to do here. Yeah. And, what do you mean? And- We've all been just blessed with awesome <laughs> yes, the relations and relationships yeah. in the past we're still in contact I, with them totally i've been right. bubbling, in a, a bubbling positive person my entire life i promise yeah <laughs> but 100 i think you have the we all have the ability excuse me um to learn enough to know how to navigate the the next step for ourselves um and again, and I'm not discrediting or anything. I really have nothing else to add other than I have heard what you just said, Nick, as far as the the philosophers I've heard it used on both. And I can't remember what it's. I know it's called philosophy for someone who tells you the future, but people who know the past and utilize that, there's a word for that as well. Hmm. Not they're not They're. I guess they're philosophers. Uh, like historians. But, yeah. <laughs> historians, historians. yeah, look, look, historians yeah. make sense, but no, 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 no. It was. No, no, uh, okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna run with historians, <clears throat> but um, yeah, essentially though, they're they're. It's a level of intellect, apparently. Apparently, well, I'm not fair. I've only well, been told about it, <laughs> and I think that that's 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 very that's very um, apt that you point that way because I think that the people that might be, either going with the flow or mm-hmm. directing the bend of the river um, are, are the people who are very intelligent. They okay. are the people that have, you know, billion dollar companies. They are the people okay. that are okay, the yes. heads of places like Harvard. They are the people that are the heads of, of other places. So mm-hmm. these people really, really believe that they are the smartest people in the world. Yeah. And they think they know best and and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh um there's a lot of attitude of well if we were in charge we would make the world a better place and these people know not what they do and should be taught how to live their life <clears throat> and that's always been there in the uh, ivory tower of intelligentsia are the people who think that they know how to govern the world better than everybody else. Yeah. So the Napoleon of the world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not just that, but you know, even even people who are gatekeepers in universities, you know, even yeah. you know, professors who won't, you know, 
who won't grade a, a kid's paper well because it doesn't toe the line. You know what I mean? This is how it gets bred into existence is that it's just incrementally each little time you step out of the box, they push you right back into it. And so you create these people that are literally just walking narratives. That's what they do. That's what they're paid to do. You know, and look, I know that there's a lot of smart people out there doing really wonderful things. But what I will say is that there are smart people out there who are doing things with their wealth and their intelligence to leverage themselves over humanity. Yes. Um, with that, on that, I want to ask a question to you both. And it is in the spur of the moment of you saying that. Who do you think is the most beneficial uh, uh, to an individual, not to society? We know who's the most beneficial to a society. The person who is using their knowledge to gain leverage or the person who is using their knowledge to find um, similarities in order to teach the next person how to come up and how to move appropriately. Well, I we would know who works better society-wise, but yeah. I mean, but I would on think a, it, on a, yeah. I think in this case, in just this coronavirus case, we need to see who makes the vaccine. Okay. Who, who's the one that find, who gets the makes the vaccine? Who paid for that company? Who invested in that company? And mm. how much they are going to get from this whole thing? Because you know that will pull behind, <clears throat> that will pull one curtain back, and it won't be the all the curtains, but it will pull one layer of the curtain back, and you'll see that there was some guy that benefited from the vaccine. You also yeah. need to look at the hundreds of CEOs that stepped down right before coronavirus hit. Yes, I wanted to touch on that as well. What happened there, guys? I Why are these people allowed to walk free? Bill well, Gates well, is one of them. Right. I was I was I would like to ask if and I, don't, I hope I'm not cutting you off when you're No, no, you're good. Yeah. I would like to ask again another question to the both of you with that cuz this is something I had earlier and I was holding with all the CEOs that have stepped down, do you think that if we find out that some of them, i.e. Bill Gates, has some type of interest in not just the virus itself, but also the cure? Um, we live in an age of public opinion and, and public crucifixion. If that type of information were to come out, could you see something changing as far as his legacy? Possibly, but... Or any of their I mean, the thing is, is that it would be relegated to the recesses of the Internet that people discredit and call, you right. know, conspiracy right. or whatever, I mean. because it won't be allowed on any mainstream platform to be talked about. You know what I mean? So if that is the case and he were to and I'm not saying that that is the case, I'm saying to if potentially he were to be one of those people that benefits anyone else. from yeah. this or anybody else, those people probably won't be allowed to be talked about very much. And, you know, yeah, that's high level of power. I see what you're saying. Right. You know, so um, I don't know. But I do think that we all need to really look at these CEOs that stepped down because and those yeah. politicians that that shorted their stock as soon as they got word about the coronavirus. That was a two yeah, that was a talk move. <laughs> that was that was I mean, you know, like, but that's, and, and the thing is, is that, yeah, everybody was flabbergasted by that. But this is that was just four people that got caught. Yeah, that was just four people that got caught. That wasn't just the only people doing that. Of course oh. not. So there's more politicians than NBA players. Trust me, it wasn't just four people. Right, exactly. And so I think what we really need to do is, well, I think what not we really need to do, but I, what I think the situation is showing us is that 
there is a there is another system working inside the upper class mm-hmm. that we are not privy to. So these guys that sold short sold their stock all got little birds on their shoulder that told them, hey, China's production's going into lockdown in the next week. Make sure you get rid of your shit. And that's what they did. 100%. You know, it's not some nefarious time over that, but you know. Right. I mean, it's not some nefarious, like grand conspiracy. It's just that they are connected, powerful people. And when you're connected and powerful, you get information ahead of time. This happens in Hollywood all the time. When Hollywood stars know about the controversy before it ever hits the news, they know that shit because it circulates at least one week before the, the public knows about it. Right. Here, here's something I was actually told, and I don't know how true this is, but it makes a little bit of sense to me. Um, the average star, like your bigger names, your, your Kanye's, you know, LeBron's, they have people in the media that are in connection with their team mm-hmm. that are pretty much on payroll to A, mm-hmm. this is coming your way. Yep. Get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Coming your way. Be aware when you go yep. here, this is going to happen. Yep. And at this, and that's also how sometimes those same paparazzi know where to find them. Right. Right. It's but all set up. Like, like that makes way more sense than it should. Yeah, it's all coordinated, man. Well, and you know, I think that that's something. That, like as I said, I think that we just need to we need to be careful about this virus situation. We need to work towards you know getting this alleviated, but we also need to be very aware about who's benefiting. Follow yeah. the money. Where does that money go? Because somebody's going to get real rich real soon. And I, th- I think that'll also be um, something worth noting. That I think there's going to be a lot of buyouts. And I don't mean bailouts. I mean buyouts. buyouts. Like yeah. Monopoly is going to come back into effect, I believe. There's going to be a lot of companies that were... Uh, 300 plus and they're going to be really short-sighted and they're going to have to sell to a five six hundred and that's going to be their parent company now that five six hundred is going to now become a 900 or a 2000 but yeah um i think there's going to be a lot of low-end buyouts and i'm Mm -hmm. very curious to know who is going to be the winner of that buyout sweepstakes disney did it uh in 2000 during that whole situation that disney took over they they did their thing yeah um also, I want to mention on a side note, anytime Disney can conveniently say, hey, we're shutting down all Disney resorts, all Disney parks permanently until this ends, Disney's waking, making way too much. They money. are not worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, like, I don't even want to talk about what they're supposed to make a day per Man. park and push that down. Crazy. Okay. Dude. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're I not worried they're about it. They'll be fine. Oh yeah, they'll be. I don't think it's gonna hurt them at all. They'll they'll maybe lose one percent in this whole thing, maybe. But um, legitimately, I'm very curious to know who's gonna win the sweepstakes, the buyout sweepstakes. Mostly because when things like this happen, the one place that's making more money, uh, I saw there was a 28 percent uptick in a freight in one freighter company. I saw I read on one, so I could only imagine how much more the port itself is making mm-hmm. in all of that. Right now. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to know because guess who bought out some of the port land? in 2008 Disney. Mm. so knowing that i understand that when the economy takes a major shift like this a lot of things change i don't think this is going to be um uh infrastructure buy infrastructure still moving and moving strong 
This is not going to be an infrastructure buyout. This we is going to be a soft buy. Where we also need to keep an eye on real estate, and that's one of one thing I'm right. really worried about is that which is considered soft property from I mean, excuse me, soft equity from what I'm told. Right, right. but it's still I mean, it's like not- we need to be careful because I I could see I could see banks take snapping up property real quick, you know. Right, right, and and maybe that's actually the opposite's going to happen. Sweet you think the opposite's been- going to happen? I, I do because the concerning thing is that uh, again with this bill uh, that just passed mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, the majority of like w- how the housing market is going to be helped is kind of kind of super minimal mm. so there's a concern that there's probably going to be uh, another housing recession coming up because the, the, the property values are going to have to drop do you think um, also the banks to... are going to raise their interest rates at some point too? Well, they, I mean, it depends on the on the Fed. Right. If the if the Fed already dropped it, which yeah. was well, we're uh, look, we're looking at a nearly negative interest rates, which is not good. Right. It's not good. Um, yeah. That means you're losing money. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, considering the circumstances that we're in right now, and this yeah. uh, this the stimulus is about to go into play, like. I also don't see how they're going to raise the interest up now. Like it has, that's at least another year, two years down, yeah. down the road. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I mean, I, I do not want that to happen. Right. No, <laughs> I don't either. I don't, I don't be raising interest rates either. It'll cause more chaos than, than necessary. But I just think that, you know, like, um, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it it's possible that they, I just think that if there are people that lose their properties or lose their income, then there's going to be a lot of bank buyback. And so I don't know. I mean, I think we're kind of going to see some sort of similar, you know, uh, like you said, some sort of similar situation as in 2008, where, you know, a lot of people can't pay their loans anymore and the bank just snaps them right up, you know? Right. I Uh, I think that's uh, what the stimulus. And I hear again, I think I just cut off your thought. I apologize. No, no, no. Um, I think that's part of what the stimulus is a sugar pill for. It's just placebo for mm. not making you or, or, or helping jade your, your lens to how that's going to affect you long-term for property owners, long-term mm. for uh, uh, people that are in these leases and some of these condos and even for your vehicle. Yeah. Um, what does your debt look like? I think some people with debt, this can help. Yeah. Um, for other people with debt, working this on your credit, will hurt. Yeah. And when I say hurt, if you owe a bank, and like we were just talking about uh, interest rates going up, going up, yeah, right. Let's take it all the way down to that negative. And now not only do you owe me money, you owe you me owe money, money on the money you owe me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the longer you let this money you owe me sit, the more that money that sits accrues, and now you owe me even more on the money that you already agreed to owing me. I think those kind of things you can give a. They say two months, twelve hundred. You can give us twenty four hundred dollars all you want to. When my late fee is twenty three of the twenty four, and you're taking taxes out of that twenty four, and then there's the possibility of having to pay it back via taxes. Now, none of that is confirmed. This is simply me mm-hmm. speculating uh, uh, based on how. We are. We can look at this thing for what they're putting in front of us. Once you put all of that down, 
I'm either dealing dope or I'm about to be locked up for a long time for dodging the IRS. One mm-hmm. of the two. Right. You know, and, and if I'm being totally honest in our country, uh, I don't think we need any more dope dealers. I think there's enough of them making the money that they can make. I don't think there's any yeah. money left in that. This Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I think they got the market cornered for that. For yeah, sure. I think, yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, and I think ultimately too, what we have to think about is what the implications of pumping $2 trillion that's going to turn into $6 trillion with, uh, you know, with, uh, fractional reserve banking and all that shit. What is that going to mean for our economy? Like these numbers, we're talking trillions. Like what did it take for, what did it take for Germany to, to, uh, hyper inflate to the point where you couldn't buy a loaf of bread with a wheelbarrow of fucking hundred dollar bills? You know what I mean? Where did where was their threshold? Because I feel like America's past that threshold now. I feel like Germany didn't owe twenty trillion dollars like we do. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't we seeing? They're definitely not as large as us, and they're definitely not as large as us. So, how is it possible that we're not seeing these things happen? Why is gas going down to a dollar a gallon? What the as excited as I was to see that? I I mean, partially because people aren't driving by oh no actually i, I don't think so because the oh, gallon, no, no, no. A, 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 a barrel of gas right now is 23 dollars a gallon it's the it's lowest it's down. ever been it's the right lowest well there, there's I, there's a from what i read russia and the the uh, the middle east were trying to pick a fight with each other in the beginning yeah, of the year and it backfired yeah which yeah. meant it turned into something prices drop. For a minute. yeah and so now right. we're and now america is snapping up all the oil it can which is interesting yeah. because trump said that he was going to be doing that last month because both sides are okay with us for the time being right right exactly yeah so yeah. it's just interesting because i feel like you know we you know, we're playing with imaginary money as it is. Two trillion dollars doesn't really exist. There's no there's no physical two trillion dollars. It just doesn't exist. It's all just zeros and ones in a fucking computer. But at what point does that hit the Y2K level? You know what I mean? At what point can the computer not roll another fucking zero out? And we're like, oh, OK, <laughs> like that's just it. We just we can't go any further with our with our deficit, you know? Um, and I think that's, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, I guess, but there's another interesting ploy that's going to be happening too. And I'm sure you guys have already experienced this is that we're going to get rid of cash. Finally, cash is going to die the way of the Dodo. It's going to be murdered with thunderous applause because cash passes viruses. Yep. And so thing we pass hand to hand and most people, I, 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 uh, I, I, I thought of this the other day and I said exactly this. I was at the ATM and I was on the phone with my mother and I said, I think it's funny that you'll get a dollar bill out of an ATM. You'll stick that in your wallet. Your wallet's dirty. Mm-hmm. The ATM is dirty. Mm-hmm. The card goes in and out of that ATM all through the machinery and all the grease. That's dirty. Oh, yeah. You get the cash. You know that's dirty because we all have heard. We've been hearing those stories since we were children, right? Mm-hmm. You put that in your wallet, you put that in your pocket, you go, you touch your door handle, you get in your car, and then you wipe your face because it's itchy. Yep. 
<laughs> and I'm telling you, I mean, like, I, I definitely see how this is, you know, like, that's very, very true. And money is very dirty. But the one thing about cash that is um, good for the American people is that it's an, an anonymous purchase. Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to be ushered into a world where there no longer will be anonymous purchasing. So everything you buy will now, I mean, like I use my debit card for everything anyway. So I'm not like, you know, saying I keep stacks of cash backyard or something, but you know, like this has already been kind of like we were going this way anyways. I think that this will be the final push to be like, okay, let's just get rid of this whole cash thing. Um, Maybe we'll have it in less limited supply. Maybe, you know, there will be, you know, exceptions for, for certain things, but I think we're going to start seeing the, the removal of cash altogether. And that has its own implications for our privacy and our Mm -hmm. way of life as people. And I'm not, not saying that I want to go buy illegal things with cash, but if I decide to buy a packet of, you know, chocolates um, at the store and I use my card and I have chocolate ads on my phone. Well, well not just chocolate ads on your phone. Now maybe I buy too much chocolate. Maybe the people selling my information tell the insurance companies, hey, that guy you got a policy on, he's buying a lot of chocolate. He might raise his premiums because he is a risk. This is what this is the type of thing we could be seeing. We could be seeing things like this happen. So, you know, whereas I could buy a pack of chocolate, you know, with a dollar bill and nobody would ever know that it was me that bought the chocolate. Now you won't be able to do that. And you know, your insurance company know that you lied about your con- your tobacco consumption. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, wow. you know, we like uh, these are all things we need to be very conscious of going forward because they are they are elegant decisions with or elegant solutions with nefarious consequences. Um mm. So, you know, they're both, a, they're both, you know, a, a, an easy and a difficult pill to swallow at the same time. Yeah, nah, it's, I think, um, one thing I wanted to discuss with you guys is the difference or the changes I've seen in my local, like my surroundings, my normal community, my normal, I can walk to the corner here, I can go there. Um, and I wanted to also ask, how has your environment changed, your regular environment? Not necessarily, you know, when you go to the store or anything, but just, you know, you stand on your porch. What do you see that you didn't per se see two weeks ago? Well, uh, think, and I'll start yeah. for myself. Uh, go for it. Uh, I'll start for So for myself, um, not much has changed as far as uh, traffic and the amount of people outside. What has changed, however, is when you see someone, it's almost like they are clamoring for the, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Everything going good? Oh, I hope everything. Hey, I know we got to keep social distancing, but you hang in there, man. I'll see you in a week or so. Like, yeah, you didn't speak to me last week, but all right. Um, I've been seeing things like that change, and mm-hmm. uh, I live in a pretty quiet neighborhood. I've been noticing, man, a couple people around here got some sound systems in their house. Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have a couple of those on our block too. Yeah, we know now. We didn't. Yeah, know yeah, yeah. Apparently <laughs> now it's just time to have house parties by yourself. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Club uh, social distancing for sure. Right, right. No, actually, it's interesting, and I think that this is, this is weird, and I think that it also what I'm about to say 
makes it even more tempting to allow these overreaches to stay in place because there's a certain part of me that has acclimated quite well to this. And I'll tell you why. I'm exercising twice a day every day now. I'm eating less crap. I'm making all my meals from home. I'm not eating out. I'm saving money. Um, you know, the neighbors are nice. You know, people are out and about in the sunshine walking their dogs and everybody's having like a really nice time and, you know, keeping distance, but being friendly. What's up? Everyone's smiling. Everyone's smiling. Everybody's happy because we're all smiling through the fear. Um, <laughs> and, you know, people are out and about. Now, look, there's part of me that says, man, there's never been a clearer day in Los Angeles and at my remembered memory. It's beautiful outside. There's barely any pollution. The fucking animals are coming back everywhere. You know, like we're seeing how easily we can fuck things up. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's 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 interesting because it hands you it hands you a, a utopia with your dystopia, which is kind of interesting because, yes, all these wonderful things are happening. But the fact remains is that if I wanted to go see my mom in Northern California right now, I'd probably be pulled over multiple times arrested. and go back home, probably arrested. No, yeah, right. I must say by the second time, you might be arrested. Right. So, you know, like it's it's very interesting to, to notice how <clears throat> idyllic things are with the, you know, idyllic facade within the background of this really dystopian event. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about how I've been, uh, trying to make do with, because I, I, the situation was close to home because I, I'm in the Bay area. And so the work from home was, was called before the, the shelter in place order went into effect, uh, in SF, mm -hmm. um, considering, uh, you know, this, the, the situation that I would have if I were to stay at the place with the, with everyone there, um, we opted to be, uh, come over to the central Valley and that's where we've been hubbed since mm -hmm. we've been here since Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. on the 13th of March. And, uh, you know, slowly but surely here as well, you know, things are getting locked down. Mm -hmm. People are, uh, there's, uh, the concern here is that the, the Central Valley is, is one of the places in the state that's notorious for uh, respiratory issues because mm -hmm. the valley bed just gets engulfed with so much smog and and and, and dust from yeah. uh, old agriculture, and that's the constant. Like that's you know that's not new. Mm -hmm. However, one of the things that I know is a positive in the fact that like a lot of the commuting and a lot of uh, agriculture, I think is still continuing uh, because they're, they're considered an essential uh, yeah. service from mm -hmm. the st stay in place order for the state. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, look up at the sky and I could tell that the, the dust and the smog has diminished so much so that one of the things that happens in the state with this phenomenon where the valley bed just keeps all this dirt and dust and smog and heat in, it keeps rain from coming in. So 
there's been a lot of precipitation going on here, which is mm. good. Like mm-hmm. the, the valley needs water. Like this, yeah. you know, we, we almost hit a drought in the beginning of January, yeah. like uh, for the state. <clears throat> and so this diminishing uh, pattern of, of, of traffic, at least for the Northern and for the central part of California has been coincidentally also been introducing more, more, more rain to come in. So yeah, uh, uh, a nature related positive is that, you know, th- things are getting um, refreshed. Clearly the air is getting cleaner. Um, I know mm-hmm. that's going to go back to go back to crap once we, you know, are, are, are back up and running uh, as a whole for the, for the world. Um, but one thing that I do have a gripe with because uh, what in the beginning of March, again, up in the area, stay at home. We got a lockdown. Okay. Um, eh, you know, things aren't going well. Let me go over here to this place, Central Valley. Week after that, guys, things are getting a little uh, aggressive over here. Staying home, stay put. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. About a week after that, which I think now what last week for Southern California. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen enough headlines and I've seen a lot of uh, 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 uh briefings from the Los Angeles mayor. Um, from county officials in Los Angeles and Orange County and the Inland Empire. Um, guys, staying home. Now, I'm not specifying this to the Southern California area because uh, up in the Bay Area, there was the same situation last weekend. But what in anyone's right mind would you consider going to the beach, going to the park, doing recreational stuff, going out to the malls? Like, that... that just like infuriated me because it's like you guys were told to stay in place like Mm -hmm. this is so like you were mentioning like uh you know i don't want to see any form of armed force to artillery going out and about in the streets down there but these actions that people do it's going to trigger something yeah (laughs) yeah and and fucking and fucking our wonderful garcetti is it garcetti who's the the governor now Who's Newsom? Newsom. Sorry, Garcetti. No, we we, we like Newsom though. Yeah, no, well, he's been threatening him. he's been threatening the heavy hand of martial law ever since this whole thing started. So I know well, because but that's that yeah. was a trigger from what happened last weekend. Yeah, that's my I point. Know. Like I get it. I get like, it. I, Look, I get it. But what we also have to we also need to accept is that this has never been done before. And people are not used to this type of thing. And when you tell somebody that they can't go to the beach when they don't even come close to touching anybody, then they're going to be a little bit upset. Now, look, if everybody decides to go to the beach at the same time, there's no no way for you to space yourself out. And that's what happened. Everybody decided to go to the beach all at once. And then yeah. obviously we're not socially distancing anymore. But if you just wanted to go on a quiet morning to go walk your dog on the beach, you should be able to do that. And now you don't have that option because people did what you said, Jose. And don't and screw I, it up. Like, yeah, well, so, and, and emphasize going back to you know my my daily activities. Mm. I still try my best to at least make an attempt to, to jog, mm. you know, around the block. Yeah, uh, the you know we're I'm staying with uh with the uh, the house dog here, and you know we definitely need to make sure we walk him. Like right. these are activities that we have been told at the at this. Well, I don't know so much about the city, uh, but at least at the state level, yeah. this is okay. Right, but. You know, being care like for the current present situation, going to the beach in a, in a with everybody else that's considered careless right now. Should not be considered careless after the fact. 
it but shouldn't be right now. Then, yeah, but that's the thing is that also what and that was my other my other criticism of Newsom and he he doesn't have a deadline. He doesn't have a deadline. He's more than happy to let this happen for months. And he's already yeah. said that he's yeah, comfortable yeah. with this happening for months. He's canceled school for the entire year, for the rest of the school year. And he was talking about canceling it for the rest of the year period. So this is somebody who doesn't, isn't even giving us a deadline. He's not giving us a finish line to this thing. So when you tell people that they're going to be indefinitely in this position, you fucked up already because you shouldn't be fucking telling your people that they are, don't, their, their lives are going to be at the mercy of your decision. And you yeah, don't know when, and you don't know when that's gonna, when it's gonna be. That's what yeah. I have an issue with. He he's a bit tactless. Um, I agree with you, Nick, when it comes to his approach and his, his uh, verbiage with certain things. Because he's rich and he doesn't have to work, and yeah. his life isn't going to change by this. The fact right. is, is that most of people in California are going to be affected so drastically that they'll come for him and his family, and he mm -hmm. doesn't fucking see that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Sorry, no, I'm well aware. Yeah. No, 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 you're fine. Um, and, and so that's something else I think is very important to to be honest with ourselves about. None of these people, Newsom, Garcetti, uh, 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 I'll use the Han family because they're on my mind. You know, uh, Janice, Kenneth, James Han. These people whose families and and the the environment that they're around, they're in certain light. You're right. They've never had to really succumb to a lot of the things that they pass as far as bills and that they mm -hmm. do. So my my and that, I think that gets back to what I was saying about the time using this time to use our brain power, so to speak, to clear our minds, to give ourselves the ability to do the research and learn and figure out how did we get here? How do we not get here? So then the next time we we put somebody in there that we feel better about when shit gets hot. You know, when everything was all peaches and roses, because I've heard a few people speak uh, uh, um, opposite of what they have about Newsom since this began. People loved this dude last year. Right. He he was being called the best governor California's ever had because he was like the fun guy. He wanted things to get done. He wanted businesses to prosper. Shit started getting hot. And it's like, yo, what is is this the guy we yeah. voted for? Now it's no end in sight, and you just have to deal with it, which he uh -huh. said multiple times. You just have to deal with this. This is a moment. It's going to happen. No fucking end in sight. He's not even He's not even going to say by July. He won't even say by July, and that's a we long ways away. Yeah, we received an official bulletin that pretty much said indefinitely. Indefinitely. The word indefinitely was on that paper. Now, right. after the word indefinitely, they said indefinitely for possibly – uh, two or three months, right? But the word indefinitely, still indefinitely. It takes yeah. everything after that to me, right? Once you say indefinitely, blah 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 blah. Period. Mm -hmm. Okay, next thing starts. Um, and so what happens when yeah. you know? And I don't necessarily agree with his decision, but what happens when Trump says on Easter, everybody go back to work, and Gavin right. Newsom says no. He's already had his qualms with the Trump administration. Yeah, and he's going to, and he's going, he's not going to go play, he's not going to play ball with whatever the Fed says, right? He didn't so shut he, down the moment they said shut down. So he he's, whole right, so he's going to be his own little dictator and tell us when we, you know, are, are allowed to go back to our lives. The mm -hmm. Fed won't be able to say anything because they'll say, okay, go back to your lives. And fucking Newsom will be like, well, no, sorry, we're going to stay in lockdown for a couple more months. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, it doesn't affect him. Right. And, 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 and thinking of things that don't really affect, and this kind of doesn't affect any of the three of us, but it does affect our society. What do you think is going to happen with this school year in general? Like, how do you think it's going to affect the children? The, think about the kids who don't get prom. Mm-hmm. Or, graduation, know, or, gra- or, yeah, or graduation. Or graduation you know. of grad Like, yep. I remember. I'm marrying the woman that I took to grad night. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That story. These kids don't even get to no. tell the story of a grad night, of a prom, of a, hey, I hate to say it this way, but there's somebody who was who was probably going to get pregnant on this prom night. <laughs> tell their kids about it. Now that's yeah. not how their life is going to play out. Good no, and bad. For somebody, that's going to be a good thing. For somebody, that's going to be a bad thing. Right, but this is also again, you know, this this is history repeating itself too, because we've had situations in the past centuries uh, where, yeah, I mean, this I I wish that we didn't have to use war (laughs) as the the wording here, because (laughs) apparently we have a wartime um, uh, administration right now, which did that. uh, How how how. How do we categorize, or what standard do we hold to uh, the biological warfare? You know what I mean. Like, at what, like, how do we compare that to physical, like, to killing each other, war? Yeah. You know, with physical weapons. Yeah. Um, how long? How long does a biological war last? Yeah, I mean, it, and trust me, I In, I have someone really close to me. Yeah, right. Indefinitely. Well. It, uh, the only thing I can say to that is that clearly we need to restart the economy. That's true. Um, now, if there's going to be opposition of when that date is, there the aside. I'm now, do you think? Of the well, do you think that the people that make that decision? are going to be hurting at all if they stay if they if they you know if if they decide it's going to be months on end because i don't i think that the people making decisions are all super rich people that have money stashed away that they live in palatial mansions and so they're like oh yeah i can stay in my house for a month two months i could do that but they don't give a shit about the people where, you know, living in shoebox apartments and, you know, that can't pay their bills. You know right. what I mean? And so that's, that's my issue is that I think that right, there's but this the same, these are the same people that can restart it now. Like Ooh. there's, it's like a, it's a lose, lose. Like they, they can't, they can't do right and wrong. Like I, that, that, that's true. I, I don't see how right or wrong could be created from this, this event. Uh, but, I, I don't I don't think they I don't think uh, Newsom should be held accountable for the fact that he's holding this indefinitely because it clearly he's the governor, it, right? So who else do we hold accountable? No, you you hold him accountable, but don't hold right. him accountable for the fact that he can't give us a day when we can go back to no, work. I I think I will because I the problem is is that. Is psychologically speaking, you don't tell your 40 million people constituency that right. they are going to be in, in deter, uh, interned for an indefinite period of time. It's irresponsible as a, as a governor. It's irresponsible as a leader. What you need to do is tell people, look, well, we're going to give you date. We're going to give you the updates, which he does. But 
need to at least have some sort of hoped time frame so that way we can give people hope. Right, if but people that whole don't time think frame that there's getting be extended because people aren't taking this serious. Yeah, but that, we are taking that, it serious. And so but, therefore, but, but that's but but that, that can, when does that become an excuse? When does right. it become an excuse that oh people aren't taking it seriously? You got to do two more weeks. Oh, people aren't going to take it seriously. You got to do two more weeks. Well, I think that's my I, that's I think, my concern. I think people continuously dying every day. That 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 be. That I mean, when people stop dying, I think that's when we can say, like, okay, this is not that serious. Are you sure? I might say, you ever been 22? Ever been 22? What do you mean? You ever been 22? That was uh, 22 years old. You didn't give a damn about how many people were dying and what kind of research yeah. you were and what you were told. You wanted to do right. what you wanted to do. Exactly. 22, that was, that was 10 years ago. We had the H1N1. But yeah, no, you, and were we staying home, Jose? Were we staying home? We weren't staying home. Right, but because it wasn't as spread as it is now, like, but it's was, more deadly. But if they were to give us the same parameters, would we be following it to that T? And if we no. were to put ourselves in that mindset Absolutely again, not. how long before we say "fuck this, I'm going"? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I, that's the premise. Yeah, and and, and, that's, uh, and that's the issue. Right. And, and if I'm being clear, I, I totally agree. I actually agree. Well, I think we all agree on both ends because agreeing with Nick, you can't continuously every two weeks. Hey, we're going to be two more weeks. Hey, we're going to be two more weeks. And at the mm-hmm. same time, Jose and I have both made the point that these people need to just sit the hell down or else it's going to keep getting worse. So right. putting all that in a box, it gets to where you're not just you're not just speaking incorrectly and telling us the wrong things, that which is irresponsible. You're also setting the wrong example by trying to use fear tactics to yeah. get people to, to stay at home exactly and, and take care of themselves. You can't scare somebody into caring more about themselves. No, that's exactly you know, right. People, I'll, I'll give you a quick on my, my personal family. My grandmother had congestive lung failure and she didn't stop smoking cigarettes through either of the congestive lung surgeries. She just kept smoking cigarettes and it didn't kill her. So it's like, who was going to argue with her? Right. Well, and I think that that's and that that's my issue. And 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 I think ultimately the other piece to this, too, is the contention California has with the federal government right now. And so if the federal government, right, you know, at, on April, whatever, says, OK, America, it's time to go back to work. Mm-hmm. What petty ass person in California is going to say, no, Trump's a liar and he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's being mm-hmm. dangerous. That's guaranteed to happen. You don't his, think, his, his you think that once Trump says the word, everybody in California is like, oh, okay, great. No, because we already know that once when he said Easter, they're already talking about how, no, that's impossible. The narrative right. is that it can't possibly be Easter. So when is it? And, they, and, they, and the answer is the intelligentsia gatekeepers are saying 18 months. And so now we have to think about whether there's an actual push to have this happen or not and for what reason. Because right. – it seems to me that you can't halt the economy and people's lives for 18 months, but these, these ivory tower people who are insulated don't give a shit because they're not going to be affected by it at all. So they can make claims like it's going to take 18 months because it doesn't do anything to them. They're, they're, they're insulated from the whole incident. Agree. And and again, that's why I asked the question of how do we think this is going to affect the educational system, the educational structure. And for this particular school year, because we don't know what's going to happen by September. Mm. Um, But how do we think that's going to change and that's going to be affected? And the reason I ask that is because, again, agreeing, 
the the people who are rich and, and are adults and have these men, they don't have to worry about what's going to happen next week. Nope. However, we all have to worry about what's going to happen in 10 years when these same children are thrust out into the world as adults. What did this time period teach them and or take away from them? You know, that's my general question. How do we think that's going to change? Do I, do you think that there's going to be a 14-year-old that in 10 years when he's 24, um, he understands what happened today? Or is there going to be a, a, a 24-year-old who's 14 today? And in the future, he's simply going to understand that fear tactics is what get things done. Scaring people uh, uh, to do what you say is going to be the end all be all. And when when the person that everyone else says we should be following says um, a sneeze is uh, a bioterrorism, is that going to become the new rhetoric? Right. That, well, and that's what I mean when I say education. This isn't just about the school system. Like, the thought process social the, the the socializing yeah yeah social teachings are gonna change oh certainly well and i think that yeah socially a lot of things are going to change through this for sure but i think in as far as the rich can't run from that right but i think as far as the, even being able to find any sort of real information about what's going on right now is kind of a similar to situation to what 9-11 was for us right okay so when we were around that age, we had 9-11 happen. And all, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but all I could do was take the the mainstream media for what they were saying. You yeah. know what I mean? And when they told me Saddam Hussein has WMDs, I said, let's go get him, boys. Get yep. Let's go what get him because we don't out? want him to nuke us. Definitely. But then as time goes on, we find more and more information that is counter to what the narrative was. And I think that in this situation, we are going to see certain aspects of the narrative that were incorrect in the future. We're going to see that. But even one right now we can see is why did the CDC and the HWO tell people in January not to get masks? Yeah. Why did they tell them that masks that wouldn't work big, against that's this? That's a big thing. That was crazy to me when I every heard about biological, that. every biological uh, biologist that I've heard on a podcast that talked about this had said it's absolutely insane to claim that masks aren't going to help you against a virus. Well, and, did you hear the rhetoric that they changed about respiratory masks? What did they say? How, how it went from oh, you know, the mask protects you and the other people. Hmm. Um, to where it was like, oh, the mask doesn't protect you. It just protects people from what you have. And it's like, then right, why do you right, wear them? Right, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why right, would you tell right, me to wear that in yeah. the hospital if it's not healthy? Well, and you know it's what, what, what it's the reason is, is because we don't have an, a separate supply line from the commercial supply line. And the thing is, is if you tell people to buy masks, they're going to buy all the masks. And then they, the government uh, won't no, have no. the masks. So I they have to it. tell people, oh, masks don't work. Don't worry about it. So that they could go and buy up all the masks. And then right. a couple months later, be like, oh, yeah, well, masks do really work. Mm -hmm. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. So, and, and that makes sense, unfortunately, from again, monopolizing on a business level, that makes sense. And that, what, that goes back to my original fear, or not original, but previously stated fear about what the big buyout, who's going to win that? Because mm. if it's an entity like that, someone who, who is malicious, someone who, ha who hires, and employs people who think in a malicious manner, mm -hmm. we're going to crumble as a society under those type of boots. Yeah, definitely. I think, well, we're definitely going to be in a situation where it's easy for us to get taken advantage of for sure. 
Um, and, you know, just to touch back on what Jose and I were talking about before is like, I agree with you, Jose. I think that there's a level of certain responsibility that we should definitely have in this situation, because I certainly don't want to make it worse. And I know that's exactly what you're saying is that these assholes that don't take it seriously are going to march us right into a really serious situation. And I totally agree with that. I think what I will say is that going forward past this situation in the next month or so or whatever, my fear is that the rhetoric won't die down. It'll just stay the way it's been. And then we have a real decision on our hands of whether we need to take the risk of our health or let everything fall apart. And we're going to have to come to that really uncomfortable decision in the next month, I think, because oh, I, I think sooner. Uh, I mean, perhaps sooner. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think it, we're kind of in the midst of it. We're, uh, I think it's a slower process, but I agree with Jose much sooner than. No, I mean, yeah. April 1st is a few days away and yeah. that is going to tell us. Um, and who knows? Maybe that might press more people to take this serious. Maybe. Um, because the first is the first like you mm -hmm. know you can you can the, the thing what one of the most immediate things there's a uh 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 what is the word uh moratorium right yeah, yeah. moratorium um, on evictions on evictions but i don't yeah. think people are understanding or reading between the lines there like you don't well, have you're not going to be you're, you're not going to get I mean, you you will get evicted once things get once lifted. all this is over yeah right but you're still accountable for paying that rent oh yeah uh-huh yeah yeah the rent yeah. isn't a rent isn't forgiven it's just right pushed a uh, pushed a month or so now right I'm, so i i'm it's, it's weird because it's like i'm not trying to um i'm not trying to advocate advocate for uh any politician right now at this point like i i'm you know I, i'm for for neither party let's just mm. say that um but am i am i am i going to put a little bit of trust in what's being communicated by these 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 politicians that at this point are are going to make the call or not make the call yeah i'm going to put a little bit of trust but I want it so that we don't have to put them in this situation. Like uh, it sucks that the, the state is in lockdown. Right. And we were told it's locked down because we have to stay home. If we stay home because of this issue, this situation, and it goes away, then at that point done, we're, we're done. Like, you know, then, then there needs to be some communication as to when we can get back into what we would find as a normal life. Well, and I think it would be nice for that communication to exist in the first place. I don't, I have not heard Gavin Newsom say, Hey, look, once we see the numbers going down, we're going to open right back up because right. then at least it could point people in a direction to watch the CDC website, to watch the HWO websites, right. to make sure that they're accountable and say, Hey, Gavin, Hey, the numbers are going down, bro. Hey, yeah. let's go back to work. But he's not even giving us that one concession. He's not even saying that if the numbers go down, then we'll go back to work. He's not saying that. He right. keeps well, all it, he's it, saying, all he keeps saying is that it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get yeah. worse. It's gonna get worse. Which it very well could. But the problem is is that he's creating a, a schism in the psyche of Californians right now because we're all wondering whether we need to start bugging out soon or not. 
because mm-hmm. none of us really want to be stuck in a situation for in an indefinite per- period of time. You know, and I think that if he was a little bit conciliatory about how he was spreading his no nonsense message, then at least, and this is what the media got on Trump for, by the way, that that one time that Trump was trying to give us some uh, an iota of hope, the media slapped it out of his hands and said, how dare he, he's giving you false hopes. You know, what are we supposed to do in this situation? In a life-threatening, right. you know, a, a way of life-threatening situation, we look to our leaders to give us the small amount of hope and perhaps a little bit of comfort. Not to tell us from a cold ivory tower that this is what we just have to deal with, you fucking plebs. That's what I'm getting to. You know, like we need better leadership in a, in a way that, you know, is going to, one, be honest with us, which is great. And I'm not saying that Gavin Newsom is lying. What I am saying is that he's not giving us enough to feel anywhere at ease. And I think that he's doing that on purpose. He doesn't want us to feel at ease about the situation because, like you said, he wants people to take it seriously. But like Keelan said, using that fear tactic is a very bad, bad decision. Uh, that's just my right. my point about it. Right. And uh, uh, to set the difference, so just for anyone who's left uh, trying to make the understanding of the inferences we're making it's the difference between having insurance and assurance Mm -hmm. they want to insure us that we won't get kicked out they want to insure us that most of us will still have jobs or you know the structure the infrastructure will be somewhat stable they want to insure us that this does have an end game but they cannot assure us that we'll be okay they cannot assure us of that our way our life is going to go go back to any sort of normalcy and they're not even promising normalcy (laughs) Right, right. Not even promising normalcy. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, yeah, I understand that they're just as afraid as we are. Mm. They, they're, they're, their fear, in my opinion, shows through their lack of assurance because they've given us assurance on things that, in my opinion, weren't as uh, uh, scary. Like to me, and I was younger, I was in college at the time, but the housing bubble crashing wasn't as scary for to me. Yeah. To the people who I saw who owned homes, who were already taking care of their business, who were already up on their loans, who were already, 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 they weren't as frightened by these mm-hmm. things um, because they were assured already that the insurance they bought, they'd done the homework already. They, they were assured that they had the right things in place. I think that's what's really missing is they want to give us so much insurance. I insure you, you'll be fine. Well, can you assure me I'll even be alive? Mm. Can you assure me that I can go back to work in two months and nobody's willing to do that? Nobody's Mm -hmm. willing to say two months. Nobody's willing to say three months. Nobody's even willing to say four months. So how about this? Even when I go back to work, the time I have to take off now, I have to use all my vacation, all my sick. Right. Mm -hmm. So if something actually happens before that reaccrues is can I get some assurance again? Not insurance. I don't even need it on paper. But what I do need is I need some type of uh, uh, uh. Lot, somewhat a uh, department that is set for this mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is how we're going to work. That's a level of assurance. You still can't ensure me that that department can give it to me. But right. the assurance is that I have someone to call so that they can say, hey, do this, 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 and this. Okay, well, if you can do all of that and this isn't the stuff, then this is what you need. This is what you don't need. Right. Yeah. I think it's a pretty interesting, you know, like uh, we're all we're all at our wits end, I think, right now, you know, oh, being stuck in in the house, you know, even for homebodies like me. I mean, it's still a little bit 
it's still a little bit maddening. And, you know, I, I, I think it's just, I agree with you, Jose. I think we do have to place a certain level of trust in the people who are trying to tell us what's going on because otherwise we got nothing and we have no, no, no North to point to. But I would also say that I feel like the way Newsom delivers his message to me, I pick up a certain sense of deal with it. And I don't necessarily think that that's appropriate right now when there are so many people scared for their lives, you know, and, 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 and at some point we have to weigh the options of whether this is going to be, you know, a situation that harms and potentially kills more people than the actual disease. I mean, right. if you think absolute poverty is, is like is going to be an easy thing for people to swallow, you're sorely mistaken, you know, and this isn't going to be another, you know, 90, 92 situation. People will be going to Beverly Hills this time. People will oh, be yeah. going to Be- Bel Air this time. People will be going oh. to Sacramento this time. You know what I mean? Where they aren't going to be cannibalizing their own areas. They're going to where the money's going to be at. And I don't think people are really understanding the, the well, may, I'm, I'm sure they are understanding and I'm sure they're weighing it for sure, but that should be more important than potentially infecting people, you know, in a couple months. Now, look, I'm still okay with sitting around for a, you know, a month or so, but I think we're going to get past the point of no return and then the damage is going to be even worse. And then what are the implications going to be? If people start to riot, then then we're really going to get martial law. Yeah. <laughs> then we're really going to get, you know, the whole the whole boogaloo is really going to happen, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think we're in a in a fucked if we do and fucked if we don't situation and it's really yeah. about the timing. <laughs> well, we are. We, yeah. I mean, sure. we are. Like yeah. you, that's that's the best way to to to, to uh, at least kind of conclude where i'm coming from you know yeah. it's like it, yeah i'm uh this is not i agree it's not a yeah it's not a half empty half full glass right. we're, no right. we're fucked like yeah like it's yeah. just it's just the, the the how fucked we're gonna allow ourselves to be that right. that's that's where i'm coming from i agree with you on that 100 and i do agree that the, we need to there need there will be a time frame and uh, and i think that my biggest point of contention was that if we are going to be fucked no matter what and it really comes down to how long we un- until we unfuck ourselves. I would like an unfuck ourselves date. I would like a date in which we can unfuck ourselves, even if it's in June. Even if Gavin or fucking Newsom said right now, June 20th is when we're going to be over this. I would say, you know what? That sucks, but you better be fucking, you better make good on your offer. That's yeah. what I would say. But, you know, like if it's just nebulous, then it's very, very difficult for for anything good to come of that. So. Yeah, I think, um, and this is, this really brings everything for me full circle. It's really just paying attention to our mental health, Mm -hmm. being aware, be very cognizant of not just when uh, you're feeling down or you're feeling anxious, but also be aware when you need to isolate, even in Mm -hmm. quarantine. Um, or take a, or take a, you know, like I've had to learn the hard way and I, I get very overzealous with information and especially in situations where there's a plethora of information to ingest. 
I have to remind myself to take a break from that because it can become maddening yeah. to a certain respect. And so sometimes, you know, yeah. I have to be like, all right, I'm not going to touch news. I'm not going to touch any information for, uh, you know, the rest of the day. And let me just go sit in my garage and tinker on a knife for a little while because right. honestly, no like, yeah, just, just go fall into something different. And, you know, if anybody's having a hard time, Keelan's advice is perfect. Check in with yourself, make sure that you're doing okay mentally and make sure that you understand how easily these types of stressful situations can start to affect your mental health. And, uh, you know, yep. as long as we're, we're conscious of that, I think, We'll get through it. And my hope is, you know, my 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 intuition and my hope is that this is going to be a situation that we look back at and we're just like, wow, that was fucking crazy. That's my hope. I really want it to be one of those things where we look back and maybe, at, you know, during the summer and we all can get together finally and, you know, laugh about like just how fucking insane this situation was. I really want right. that. I definitely do. And so I hope that the people that are working towards, you know, finding, uh, you know, therapeutics or, you know, the vaccine, I hope that they work responsibly. I hope that they, you know, work well. And I hope we can get to some sort of consensus about how we're going to handle this in the future. Um, but I think we also need to be aware that as long as we are, as long as we are conscious of what they try to do with all of this stuff, we will also be able to stop them and say, hey, we're not going to take that shit. So, right. you know, we just got to keep our eyes out and keep, you know, keep ourselves informed about the things that are going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, and and the great thing about the Internet and the great thing about social media is that we have the opportunity to share the information faster and so that we can actually stop certain things from happening. Because one of the things that we were able to stop from happening, which a lot of people may not know, is that they were going to try to make this this uh, you know like um, this uh, stimulus bill strictly digital, no check, yeah. no. So if you didn't have a bank account and you didn't file your taxes in two thousand eight, you weren't getting anything. Um, luckily, somebody struck that off the bill, so people will be able to get checks now as well. But you know, like these are the little type of things that we have to just be aware of. You know, when they try to pass some bullshit, we also have to be like, hey, no, 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 we don't want that. You know, and I think we'll find out what else is right. tagging. And as long as we stay informed, then I think we have the power. I mean, we really have to realize that we do have the power. The people are the power of this country and we only do what we consent to. And so, you know, we just have to we have to decide when we are going to when we're going to end this whole sort of experiment we're doing right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I think uh, this is a good way to, to start this conversation. Obviously uh, the, the format of today's episode was a little different than uh, previous. And uh, you know, I think it's safe to say that we're going to keep this, uh, this this um, roundabout conversation, you know, uh, the pro and con um, format for, for the foreseeable future, yeah. indefinite, <laughs> indefinitely, <laughs> indefinitely. Um, so I think uh, we will be we'll be back uh, pretty soon um, this week. Um, still working on a couple things, uh, but uh, 
stay tuned. Uh, we're going to keep up with whatever is going on uh, clearly as this month ends and the new month begins. And uh, let's see how things play out. Uh, you know, hopefully the 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 urgency to just to just do this one thing um will cause a reopen of economy and social activities way sooner than not because mm-hmm. you know i i i just know there's just a lot of things coming up for a lot of people that they want to be a reality and yeah. it might not yeah so um i, I i'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, speak my piece with this episode on on, on that. <laughs> Anyone else want to give a few other uh, last minute things? Uh, no, I just want to say thanks for listening, you guys. Um, you know, we'll we'll all get through it. We just got to make sure that we're we're informed, and um, you know, we hold our leadership accountable, and. Um, you know, we're doing what we're doing right now for safety of others. And I, I think that that's a great commendable thing. And I think we're trying to come together as a community and help each other. I've seen a lot of wonderful people helping each other um, through this whole thing. And I think that that's really beautiful. Um, I would just say, let's try to keep that inertia going when, um, you know, when, when people try to take advantage of the situation. Let's just try to keep our unity together so that way we can say as a people, no, we don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and and if we if we maintain that level of camaraderie that we're still, you know, we're feeling towards each other right now, if we can maintain that to keep our our political leaders accountable, I think that we can actually propel ourselves into a, maybe a better future after all. I agree. All right. Um, well, again, uh, stay tuned for um, more activity from us in the next week. Uh, throughout the next week, um, probably take a break tomorrow and probably be back on Tuesday. Who knows? We'll yeah. keep you guys posted. Just stay uh, stay tuned to the socials and uh, look out for each other. All right. Favorite. And try to stay put. Um, it's not that horrible. Do your best. Do, Do your, your best. best to stay put. We we want this to be over as quickly as possible. Let's just try to let's try to fucking keep our heads down and bear it for a little bit longer. Yeah. One one last yeah. piece of advice for anyone listening: pass this along. Get to know yourself. It's really not that hard. It's four walls and you. It's kind of enjoyable sometimes. Mm. All right. Definitely. Well, till next time. I'm Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. Soap and water. Happy birthday song twice. <laughs>